With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. I'm live. Welcome back, everyone, to Paper Movies. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are going to be discussing Spider-Man. Uh, I'm the host for this episode. I'm Adam from Bryant VRM. Joining me, we have Jeremy from Stupid Chainsaw Productions, Matthew from The Geek Static, and our guest star, Chris from Mad Machad. Thank you so much for joining us today, Chris. It's no problem. Uh, we're very happy to have you. He's been kind of... Uh, Given us all the hype about he was uh, he made a video <laughs> showing his excitement for doing Spider-Man. So we after watching that video, we're like, oh, we got to have him on for that episode. So, yeah, thanks again for joining us. Yeah. Thanks awesome. for being here. Yeah. It's awesome to see you, dude. But yeah, I'll go ahead and get started with the uh, synopsis, uh, you know, from Spider-Man from 2002, starring Tobey Maguire, Willem Dafoe, James Franco, Kirsten Dunst. It follows 17 year old Peter Parker. He during a school during a uh, school field trip was bitten by a genetically altered spider and gained spider-like abilities and he learned the hard way that his powers or using him or not using him can have consequences and it resulted in the death of his uncle so from that he decides to use his powers to help others and become a superhero yeah but <laughs> that's pretty much the it it <laughs> I want I want to jump in here first and say that okay. this is what I consider to be the quintessential superhero origin story. Um, it's this and Iron Man, I think are the gold standard for what a superhero movie that does the origin story should be like. This one, mm -hmm. in my opinion, does it best because the villain's origin is done probably the best out of any of these. That's the problem with a lot of the Marvel Cinematics Universe stuff is the villains are just kind of mediocre. Um, but in here, we got uh, Green Goblin, one of like the fan favorites of uh, Spider-Man villains. And Yeah, the uh, only time they did the Green Goblin right. <laughs> minus the suit. Uh, well, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't... The suit is... They, they describe the suit and don't at the same time. That's one of the things I like about this book. This is, of course, written by Peter David, who when I think of yeah. Peter David, I don't think Spider-Man. I think the Incredible Hulk. Because he also did Iron Man as well. He, I guess yeah. he does a lot of these uh, superhero He was big in Marvel in like, the 90s, but uh, he did the best run of Incredible Hulk probably ever. Um, that's Spider-Man 2099. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Fair enough, but that that's not Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I, I do appreciate it. he does a fantastic job with the character and uh making it it just feels like a superhero story. It's hard to explain. It just it's just it you pick it up and you read it and it puts a big grin on your face while you're reading yeah, it. Yeah, it, it makes you want to get bit by a uh, spider, a mutated spider that can alter your DNA and become a superhero. <laughs> 
Well, I was wanting to ask, uh, I was wanting to get started with our thoughts, but I was going to start with uh, Chris, since he's our guest star. Like, uh, You actually finished this book long before any of us started reading it, so I uh, just want to know, what are your thoughts? Like, What did you think? This is actually my third time reading it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, wow. first time was years ago when I was a kid. Um, that's why I recommended it. I, it was my, one of my favorites. Um, second time was um, when I bought it at a, bought it at a used bookstore, like in January, and read it, read it in like a week. And I, I just love it. It's it's awesome. It's one of my it's one of my favorite movies, and just. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it was really I, I liked it. I it did some uh, did some things different, like the uh, the opening narration that they did from the film. Like uh, he still does that, but it's actually more like while he's beating up uh, thugs that I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. And um, I was also what well, my favorite thing that I was wanting to mention about, about this book is that like, uh, you know, being that it was owned by Sony and, you know, but this was like before the MCU came into place. But like, I just like that it just kind of went for it in terms of trying to build its own Marvel universe, like film universe, because like yep. you get references to Daredevil a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man. Ant-Man, yeah, yeah, Captain America, the Hulk is uh, referenced twice, so is Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four, and, uh, but yeah, I just like that it was trying to set something up, and I was just, like, thinking as I was reading, it's like, man, like, uh, like a Marvel u- film universe set within this uh, trilogy would have been awesome, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I really did, I thought it was well-written, and um, for the most part, yeah, it's pretty much the uh, story, say, for, uh, a few different scenes like we get like a little a brief look into peter parker's early childhood yes it's mm. a fantastic scene that's added for this mm-hmm. yeah I, I thought that was really good too yeah yeah they, um i i had a really hard time getting into the book to be honest with you guys i thought it was really slow in the beginning but as time went on and i got more invested in the story i thought this is really good and then it turned into a quick breeze, like, oh, man, I, I can't put it down. Whenever I had it in my hands, it was like, i got to keep reading. Awesome. My only complaint, because I love this book, I think it, honestly, it's my favorite thing we've read on the podcast so far. It beat out Raiders, probably okay. because there's more pages to it and there's more detail. I loved that it didn't start at the beginning of the movie. That we got, like, a prologue and a first chapter that had nothing really to do with the movie necessarily. Right. Yeah. It starts off in a graveyard or a cemetery. He's talking to uncle Ben after mm-hmm. stopping some vandals. Yeah. And he's Spider-Man. Yeah. He's Spider-Man at this point. Then it cuts to him as a little boy when he first moves in with aunt May and uncle Ben. Um, and it sets up the spiders, the guardian, which is interesting, interesting concept. Yeah. And then it goes into the movie. And there's the one thing I don't like about this book is half of the references are nonsensical. And it's it's literally Peter David like wink wink. This is what's yeah. going to happen. Uh he, he Peter gets fired from Dr. Connors cuz I don't even think Dr. Connors is in the first movie. No, they he's mentioned not. him. They, yeah, they they mention, mention him, him, but I don't think he's in there. I don't think they cast him because he's in Spider-Man 2 and 3. Um, but, 
Like, he's like, well, what if he got bit by a radioactive lizard and turned into a giant lizard? And I'm like, oh, here we yeah. go. Or when uh, Matt Murdock's dad is saved and it's like, oh, we got the Daredevil reference. Or Reed Richards and... Um, Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner mentioned. I didn't mind the first time they referenced The Incredible Hulk because it genuinely made sense. Because when I saw Spider-Man, there was a trailer for The Hulk, the Ang Lee movie. That one really made sense. And in retrospective, now looking back on the book, the Daredevil one made sense because that came out after... Um, it, it came out after Hulk, I want to say. Uh, yeah. But uh, I could do without the one reference I really found funny is when they reference uh, Interview with a Vampire, the movie, and Kirsten Dunst is like, um, Mayor MJ is like, yeah, that girl creeped me out because that was Kirsten Dunst. That's like her first yeah. role. That that personally, I, I I laughed out loud. Yeah, I told that to my wife, and she laughed out loud too because uh, we watched that movie like a couple of years ago, and I thought that was funny reference too. Well, see, the, the the thing that actually made me laugh out loud with the book was the um, alliteration joke. You yeah, I like I actually laughed out loud. I thought that I was like had to tell my wife I was like, hey, this is pretty funny, and she just kind of looked at me. But you know, like alliteration. Okay, I have the definition here for those who don't really know. It's the occurrence of the same letter or sound at the beginning of an adjacent or closely connected word. So, in in the story. The, the, you know, uh, what, what was it they were talking about? Um, the Green Goblin. Peter Parker was like, why Green Goblin? And J. Jonah Jameson, he's like, we have to make it the name memorable. And nothing makes people remember a name like alliteration. J. Jonah Jameson said, do you really think so? Peter Parker asked the nearest bystander. I wouldn't know, Robbie Robertson commented. Then J.J.'s secretary, Betty Brandt, informed him that he had a conference call with noted scientist Bruce Banner and then Reed Richards. It was like he just kept going, and I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. That's uh, classic Stan Lee because I actually saw an interview after this movie was made that he did that on purpose just so he can remember all their names. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Now, I was wanting to say the one thing I wasn't really much of a fan of, um, I didn't like the letters to his parents. Oh, I loved it. Uh, Some of them were pretty good. Some I found a little like, okay, this is kind of dragging on a little bit too much. I just kind of thought that it was kind of more like, I mean, I know he's a teenager, but he's not the teenager that'd be like, you know, dear diary, I beat up the Green Goblin today. See, I didn't think of it that way. Um, Matthew will get this because I know he's read this Star Wars book. It reminded me of Kenobi. And in Mm -hmm. Kenobi... To, to, to sidetrack this a little bit part of the story is that Obi-Wan's trying to talk to Qui-Gon oh the meditations yeah the med- it reminded me of the meditations and because I typically hate Dear Diary but it made sense most of the time some of the longer ones were kind of non- nonsensical although I will say when the uh, the rain kiss happened and it's just one sentence that said disregard the previous entry. <laughs> I love that. Well, you uh, we mentioned uh, I like that they reference one thing from the comics, and I wish that they kind of added this somehow in the film, but I don't see how they could. But um, this was in the comics. It was uh, J. Jonah Jameson, you know, like talking to Spider-Man. Like he was talking to himself, but to Spider-Man saying just like, you know, Lord, help me. I'm jealous of you. And that was from the comics. And mm-hmm. that's why he hates Spider-Man because he's jealous of him. So I like that they included that. Yeah. 
the, the, the mention with Ant Man. He basically he says something about Henry Pym, which isn't that the original Ant Man? Yes. Yeah, Hank Pym. Okay. Uh, Chris, uh, you've read it three times, so I was just wanting curious. Like, was there anything about this novel that you just that you don't like and still don't like after reading it three times? Nostalgia is a really, uh, really a bad thing, so I can't really. Uh, That's fine. I can't really think of one right on top of my head, to be honest. Uh, so, Jeremy, you mentioned Ben uh, Kenobi. Yes. Did you? There is a reference. Yeah, yeah. The there was that. Yeah. There was also a Superman reference, and I get they could do that then. They could never get away with that now. Yeah. Yeah. It was a different time when this was written. But I want to bring up one scene, and I didn't like how Peter David connected it. And it's when it has to do with the the rain kiss. It, it's when she's mugged. It's implied that it, she was set up by Flash. Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. That's really dumb. I liked yeah. it being yeah, random. Back at it now, yeah. Random yeah, muggers the... made makes more sense. Yeah, which, yeah, she had a crazy relationship in high school. She was with Flash only because her dad basically made them, made her stay with the guy, which mm-hmm. her dad was a bully. He was a jerk, and so was this yeah, Flash. He, he was abusive, um, yeah. Yeah, and it was sad because when she breaks up with him, he's like, I'm going to get revenge on you. And, well, later on, she's trying out for an acting gig. Yeah. And it turns out that, uh, you know, she doesn't get the part, and the casting lady... It's pretty harsh with her. And then when Mary Jane leaves, she calls up old Flash and says, hey, it's your aunt. Payback has been uh, paid. Yeah, it's just it's just unnecessary. Um, I will say, though, that the the Mary Jane father stuff was nicely added. They didn't have a lot of it in the movie. Probably mm-hmm. because this was also kind of geared towards children, and that's like the last thing you want in your family-friendly <laughs> movie is to have child abuse. Yeah, it's implied though, and I, I, I just like that a book can flush it out—a book that's not oh, yeah. for kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 like what you're saying with like Flash. Um, after Peter Parker, when he gets his powers, he beats him up. You know, mm-hmm. even Mary Jane calls him out on this, saying like. Uh, Flash's dad was like, I'm like oh, I'll give Flash some pointers on how to beat up that. He's like, he's, you're going to tell a kid to beat up another kid. Like, that's messed up and everything. Mm-hmm. Did, he, did Father Week see that he raises his hand to Mary Jane, too? Yeah. Crazy. A couple times. Yeah, it's it's, it's quite on... It's, it's, it's not pleasant. Um, we also get the characterization of Norman Osborn is significantly different than it is in the movie, at least how I remember the movie. It's been a few years. He's a lot in the book, a lot more like he is in the comic, not quite mm-hmm. on that level where a lot of times Norman Osborn kind of comes off as like a more insane Lex Luthor in the comic. Yeah. Um, where here he's very cold and he, to everyone. He, in the movie, he's cold to Harry. He treats Harry Osborn like a like a failure. Um, mm-hmm. But he's always like warm to Peter. And that, to me, especially, in, you don't see a lot of it. You see some of it in the book, but he's just... I don't know. I'm not sure which I prefer on that. It's interesting. 
What I uh, liked point uh, picking out in this um, book was like me and my wife watched the film like uh, a few weeks ago, and um, I liked picking out the different scenes or the scenes that were not there, mm-hmm. um, like such as you know the prologue with Peter as a kid, and I liked um, I liked the wrestling scene where Spider Man's fight uh, wrestling the guy and Uncle Ben's watching it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. kind of wondering if like he was gonna make like this connection. Like I wonder if that's Peter or something like that, you know? And there, you bring that up. I, I couldn't help but laugh too. I wrote this one down in my notes. Whenever they say Bone Saw McGraw, May's like, Oh, I wonder if that's his given name and Uncle Ben says, No, May, his birth name was Bone Saw Leibowitz, but he wants to avoid any possible anti cinemism sentimentism. <laughs> Uh, that was pretty uh, funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> say, I like that uh, Aunt May also when they were talking about Spider Man. Like Ben was just like, oh, apparently he can do whatever a spider can, and May was just like, like I don't see how his mother can let him out of the house or something. <laughs> I like to have a word with his parents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I like the pace of the book though. I mean, like I said in the beginning, I was bored, but then I got it got better and better, and I wanted to keep reading and reading. I think Peter David did an excellent job of um, adapting the story into a full-blown novel. Mm-hmm. I will. I want to bring something up because we've all seen all three of these movies. In this book... What? What's up? I have not seen the third one. Oh, okay. And I hear that that's a blessing. No, I, I find the it third is. one a guilty pleasure. I kind of love Spider-Man 3. I saw it more. It's the only one I saw more than once in the theater. I actually, I don't know. I may have saw Spider-Man two twice in the theater, or it could have been that it. I saw it on an airplane. I know I saw. I watched it on an airplane and like was like wanting to show my mom, and my mom's like, I really don't care about this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like Spider-Man three, we have Eddie Brock. Is it it? Eddie Brock's in this first book. Yeah, he is. Um, he's not in the first movie. Cool. They mention him in the in the movie, though. They mention, him, but he's not seen, and he has he is seen by Peter in the book, and he's described how he looks in the comic. He's not described as looking like Topher Grace. Yeah, he's kind of like bulky and kind of uh, he says he kind of dresses like a slob or something. Yeah, because like Jameson was like, "Would it kill you to get a decent suit?" Um, yeah, I did like all of those, um, like, like uh, the scenes where, like, when we talked about, like, Eddie's been on it for weeks, or, you know, uh, I was late for work, but Dr. Connors fired me. Like, I like that they included those scenes. Yeah. And, was, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say with the, the J. Jonah Jameson thing, with they find Peter Parker's pants yeah. in a closet. Oh, at the yeah, end? It was, it yeah. was funny, too. He's like, I don't want Peter Parker's pants. I want his photographs. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how no one catches I, on to that. I, I like that it doesn't end with the shot from the movie, either shot, because, I mean, can we talk about the movie real quick and what the original shot was to end the movie? Sure. I swung between the World Trade Center, and this movie came out after September 11th happened. And so they changed it that he swings around the Empire State Building. That's either in yep. the first one or the second one. Crazy, I have this out already, and we're talking about it. And I remember 
for the poster, wasn't it? The poster when he had the helicopter. It's it's trailer? yeah. Well, that's from the teaser. The teaser also yeah. he wrapped a bunch of people because I was so excited for that. That that is like one of the one of the most. I don't know if I can say infamous, but it came out right before September 11th to promote mm-hmm. the movie, and then it was pulled. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I remember. The, sorry. Go ahead. I remember seeing it. Um. The, the towers are also on the uh, on the poster. Yeah, you can see it kind of reflected in his eyes. And it's mask. actually the same. It's like the same one um, behind you, Adam. It's like that. Um, the book. Oh. oh, this one. Yeah. Yeah. They just yeah. had to edit it because <laughs> obvious yeah. reasons. Wild times. Um. So I got two questions. One, what would you, what score would you give this book? And two, would you recommend it? I would give it a B plus and I would recommend it. It's a great, it's a great superhero film. Like Jeremy said, a uh, crap left my mind. An origin story mm-hmm. is fantastic because we get good little points of him and his, in his youth. And, you know, he grows up, he's just some lame kid in school. And then some crazy little event happens and he's thrown into the mix of, well, what do I do with this power? And he takes the hard road, which is kind of a little bit irritating with, you know, the whole love triangle thing that goes on throughout the book. And at the end, you're like, you're really going to walk away from her? Come on. Don't do that. But he chose to be the hero instead. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chris? Uh, nay. And yeah, I definitely recommend it. Jeremy. All right. I need to explain this. So I was very behind, not because this is a bad book, but because like I work two jobs and I'm very tired a lot of the time. I read like 75% of this book in one sitting last night. Like I, I went from like chapter eight to chapter 20 in one sitting (laughs) like I highly recommend this book highly Um, I will give it a 5 out of 5 which I've never done before with the caveat of some of the references y'all casual uh, fans won't quite understand some of the comic book references Um, but you're still going to get a lot out of this book and for being a book that's let's see here 311 pages it feels like a book that's more like 150 pages it's so fast but it has some great descriptions some great character thoughts uh, character interactions and it adds uh, another layer to a fun popcorn film okay Highly recommend. I highly recommend it too. Um, my thing is, I would give it an A minus. For one, I wasn't a big fan of the dear mom and dad thing. Like, uh, just to me, like, like you said, there were some parts of it that were good, but I just kind of felt like they did it too much. And two, I felt like um, we had all these good additional scenes at the beginning, and then you know, like, and then to, and then the last half when we get the actual movie, like, I felt like it was kind of. Uh, like the, especially the ending was just like a little rushed. Like um, they were, it seemed like they were really trying to like get it 
finish telling the story. That was just from what I noticed anyway. So with that, I would go with an A minus, but de- definitely recommend it. Okay. Very yeah. cool. I do have a question. The ending with the like the grand finale when Harry sees Spider Man leaving his dad's place, mm-hmm. is that accurate to the film? Yes. Yes. Okay. So was this like a very accurate book to the movie? For the most yeah. part, yeah. yeah for um the most part. he Norman becomes the Green Goblin sooner in this than he does in the movie. Um they, you could argue they happen around the same time for both. But it's just shown differently. It works okay. better where they do it in the book, uh, as opposed to if they did it where that happens in in the book in the movie. It wouldn't necessarily make as much sense, and it would have pacing issues. Okay. Hey, I did. Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask Chris. You've read it three times. Will you read it a fourth? Uh, eventually, yeah. <laughs> I uh, was wanting to say I did like put the whole Mary Jane thing, like how it was always uh, Peter that she really loved. And um, like, cause in the film, they kind of imply like uh, Harry Osborne sees uh, flash and Mary Jane break up. And then you kind of get the hand like, Oh, okay. He's going to go for it. But in the, um, I liked how in the book, she actually went to the apartment, like Peter and Harry's apartment looking for Peter. And then, like Harry just happened to be there, and you know he just kind of swooned, uh, 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 swooned, uh, swooned her, yeah. And uh, yeah, he... I just, I, I like that uh, it was always Peter, but she was just like, yeah, you know, Harry Osborne, yeah, he could be cool, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, well, guys. I think that's going to do it. Uh, yeah, Thank you guys so much for joining us again today. And uh, Chris from Mad Machan, thank you so much for uh, being our guest star today. And thank you again for uh, all the hype uh, geared toward yeah. this uh, this uh, novel. And, and yeah, guys, recommend it. Pick up a copy of Spider-Man. You can find it in, like, half-price bookstores or, like, maybe uh, find it on Amazon or something like that. So, yeah, we definitely recommend it. Pick it up. Read it. You won't be disappointed. And like so, uh, yeah. Be sure to go check out Matthew from the Geek Static, Jeremy from Stupid Chainsaw Production, Chris from Mad Machad, and you can find me at Bryant VRM. Guys, thank you all so much again for joining us. We hope that you uh, have a great evening and uh, have a great Thanksgiving holiday. And yeah, yeah. Be sure to uh, join us next month in December for Gremlins yeah. by Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus, yeah, that's going to be, and uh, Matthew will be the host of that episode. So we will give you guys the details regarding the the date for that uh, soon. So, yeah, thank you guys so much again for joining us, and we hope that you enjoy. Uh, you have a great rest of your night. Stay Gucci, people. Presented by Climate Power Education Fund. Does big oil care about our streets flooding or our homes burning? Not according to an ExxonMobil top lobbyist. Did we aggressively fight against um, uh, some of the science? Uh, Yes. You know, we were looking out for our shareholders. They care about profits, not people. Learn more at polluters.exposed. With MailChimp, you get more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. With things like data-driven recommendations and powerful automation tools, 
Get started today at MailChimp.com smartmarketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses.